Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. The most dangerous volcano can be a tricky thing to pin down by Eric Clemetti. I know you've all seen lists like this before. What is the world's most dangerous volcano? Most of the time, that discussion devolves quickly into something about supervolcanoes, which is very exciting and all because they can generate massive eruptions. However, they're far from being the most dangerous volcano. But wait, what does most dangerous even mean for volcanoes? Are you talking about a volcano that is most active? That would be Kilauea in Hawaii, and that's far from most dangerous. What about the biggest volcano? Well, that's hard to quantify, but maybe it would be Yellowstone, and you'll see why it is definitely not the most dangerous. What about largest eruption? Even that isn't the best measure of most dangerous because some very large eruptions have been in the middle of nowhere. So what would I consider most dangerous? It comes down to a few key factors. One, what is the volcano's eruptive history? Numerous voluminous explosive eruptions in the last few thousand years is a sign that the volcano has a potential for a significant impact on its local environment. There might even be a few volcanoes that produce mostly lava flows that could make this cut. This also gets at the type of volcano and the type of magma erupted. Cinder cones are much less likely to cause widespread destruction versus a compound volcano or caldera. Think of this like volcano, a cinder cone and lava flows mostly, versus Dante's Peak, a compound stratovolcano. Volcanoes that erupt basalt are much less likely to cause an explosive eruption, although not impossible, than a volcano that erupts stickier, more silica-rich lava like dacite or rhyolite. 2. How many people live close to the volcano? Being close is tricky to quantify, as the type of eruption will define whether one person who is close at one volcano might not be close at another. 
In other words, big explosive eruptions with lots of ash that is shot into the atmosphere will impact a wider area, maybe 50 to 100 kilometers out, than one that has lots of lava flows, maybe a few to 10 kilometers out. 3. How closely is the volcano being monitored? Nothing is more dangerous than something that we don't see coming. 4. How well prepared is the area for a major disaster? Nowhere can be 100% prepared, but having plans for evacuations and hazard plans to know where the most impact will be can go a long way to reducing danger. Really, what I consider as most dangerous is a volcano that has the highest likelihood of significant numbers of casualties in an eruption. What is significant numbers? Maybe over 500 deaths? So that got me thinking about deaths in volcanic eruptions over the last 120 years or so. And guess what? We've gotten better at not being killed in large numbers by volcanic eruptions. Now, you can't see this right now because this is audio, but I put together a chart, and here's what it says to me. There are two things. One, there is a constant base level of deaths, fewer than 100 deaths per event, that can be chalked up to how volcanoes can be unpredictable on the local scale. And two, since the start of the 20th century, large casualty events with more than 1,000 deaths have been going down. Now, there is one exception after 1902, Nevado del Ruiz in Colombia in 1985, where 28,000 people died in volcanic mudflows, but it might actually be the exception that proves the rule. Why are deaths down? It's clearly not because there are fewer of us. Population has increased by about 5 billion since 1900, so there should be more people living near volcanoes, especially in places growing quickly like South and Central America, along with Southeast Asia. It is clearly not that volcanic activity is lower. More or less, the Earth's volcanic engine keeps chugging along at rates that we've seen over the last 10,000 years, at the very least. My bet is that this is the signal that we're just getting better at monitoring volcanoes, planning for eruptions, and mitigating the results of an eruption. One of the best examples of when the lack of volcano monitoring and hazard plan was most evident was that outlier, the eruption of Nevado del Ruiz in Colombia. In that case, the dissemination of information to people living near the volcano was so chaotic and the disagreement about what the volcano might be next was so prominent that tens of thousands of people died. This could have been avoided as there was potentially hours between the start of the eruption and the arrival of the Lahars in the towns that were hit, so people could have walked to safety. It's scenarios like that at Nevado del Ruiz that keep volcanologists up at night. So when deciding what volcanoes might be more dangerous, you really need to think about both a volcano and people. That's what I'll get into as I try to figure out what are really the most dangerous volcanoes in Part 2. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.